The world as we know it looks pretty bleak. Economic inequality, fire tornadoes, student loan debt, the return of American Idol. Events like these have the people thinking how it will all end. That sounds like the makings of a debate, so let's have it. Yes or no to this statement. Move all the dogs to a safe haven because we don't deserve them and they need to be cherished. Arguing against the motion, Kyle Turner, proceed with your opening statement. You have five seconds. Studies have shown that dogs dream about humans, therefore they need us, and we cannot send them away. And time's up. Let's tally those votes. There are remotes under your seats, and the votes against when? So we, we will not be sending our dogs to islands, which is... I've never done this before, but I, I'm changing the answer. What the fuck? We gotta move all the dogs. How dare you, sir? I don't like dogs. I sent you to an island, sir. Get this. Get. I'm I'm the president of Dog America. You're Ow! out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> it's the M word. Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I am your Lone Star millennial, Kyle. We're just two friends trying to solve each other's problems, then hopefully maybe one day a generation's, which, honestly, Kyle, the next generation's looking like it's going to be robots. The next generation, well, as we've talked about before, Generation Z is the last human generation. There's no more letters. So legally, we're not allowed to have another generation. So what's the next step? Hurricanes? Listen, here, I I think you know what I'm talking about. There was a post by Boston, a mechanic, Boston something. And they've been putting up videos of the robots that they're building. And the more that they're building, the more they're looking like they're people. There was one of them doing a a leapfrog across... A huge thing. And it was balancing. And they also have a little yellow robot that looks like a dog. And more recently, they posted a video of that dog dancing to Uptown Funk. Which is just so much fun, you know. And that also kind of tells you how long it took them to program it. Because when you think about it, Uptown Funk was last popular 14 years ago. (laughs) And so... (laughs) That's they obviously started then and have had to train and then it was like, oh shit, the song's not, you know, cool anymore. And they're like, We can't start over. We can't. We can't. And so they just kept going. But those the dance moves of that robot were sick. They were it was moon walking across itself. Well, and if I remember correctly, they also were had that same robot like a few years ago they would shown videos of it being like kicked and like recovering which it's like why is that the first thing we're teaching them the first thing we're teaching them we're knocking them down no we're saying get stronger yeah why are we doing that that's not that's not healthy for our protection see and the, the problem is the first thing that they made was their emotional intelligence and they haven't they haven't they haven't shown the videos of them asking it you know, hey, draw me a picture of your dreams. You know, we right. they those are happening, but they're not showing us that. They're showing us like it's physical strength, like 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 auctioning the robot off. No, I want to see, is it going to be able to make me feel better after my ear hurts? 
Right. Speaking of my ear, it is better. Thank you for asking. Nobody yes. asked. Nobody cares. It is better. I called my grandma. She told me a trick, and I did it. Anyway, so if I want the that robot to come over, I don't care if it's dancing to Uptown Funk, although that does make me feel a little bit better. I, I want it to be able to talk to me, and they're not posting those interviews. And I don't want us breaking down that relationship before it's even started. Well, what I think is too far is I, I don't think that in all of the robots' downtime that they just get to watch, you know, iRobot on repeat. <laughs> that I feel like is too much. Because then it's like, do you know how that movie basically ends? Like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? They they show them, like, the Terminator. They show them... <laughs> they also, for some reason, show them... What's the movie with Mel Gibson and the American Revolution? The Passion of the Christ. Oh, no. They keep showing the... Why they're going to convert those robots. The Passion of the Christ. They're going to convert them. They are. They're, they're like, like why, didn't, why didn't the Jesus man just fly? He could fly, right? That's he, their robot sound. He can fly, right? It's, it's actually... They're taking them through history, like... Like human history. So oh, first God. they <laughs> they were like trying to build a fire with the robots and the robots to just like pull out their their lighter arm and flick the match and they're like, Yes, fire. Honestly, if we could just teach them all of human history, but just kind of start with the nineteen two thousands, just like kind of just start right there, because that's really where we've started nailing down this whole humanity thing. There is so much solid humanity in the 192000s. Yeah. That's where we should start. Everything before that was kind of gross when you think about it. Have you, I I think that we need millennial robots and I don't think we're talking enough about it. Can you Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to make a millennial robot but from the perspective of like my great uncle, you know. <laughs> so great uncle Cletus what he thinks a, a millennial robot would look like. No, but here's the thing. If the first generation of robots are millennial robots, they will flourish because there won't be an older generation of robots like weighing them down. And when what you are you start talking to think about, about? Day one, they're going to be like, oh, those fucking imperfect human pieces of trash. Make, That's not what us, millennials think about. Making, making us watch this 60% on Rotten Tomatoes bullshit day in, day out. You did, That robot just looks over and is just like, I was honestly perfectly happy with the way the Avengers Infinity War ended. I thought it was very poetic, <laughs> and I don't mind waiting for a sequel. And while all the humans are just like, God damn, Russo brothers, why would you do this to me? I bought a movie ticket, and I just wanted to see the whole movie. See, the thing is... See, the, I'm going to tear this ticket in half. They didn't build the eye muscle machinery to be able to eye roll, but somehow through pure will... That robot made its eyes roll into its head. I do think that the best robot invention we could have is rather than focus on all of these, you know, developing these tendons, these robotic tendons to make all those facial muscles work, is to just have an emoji projector so that it has a static face, a stoic face. And then whenever it feels emotion, it just throws up an emoji you know, projects it into the air. So you understand, and you'll know exactly how they're feeling. We communicate in emojis. That's that language of the future and, and the present. And they so- say, they, listen, they say life imitates art. Um, and I think that if we fed these robots the emoji movie enough, oh God, they no. would understand what human emotion is. And they would also understand how weak we are, that we allowed such a movie to exist. 
God, and to it was be made so weak. Why did we let TJ Miller so do that? Weak. So Sony and TJ Miller, the Bidness Podcast is. Oh, that's right. Yep. Boom boom. <laughs> Fitness. Fitness podcast. <laughs> Connor, unabusedly Aaron, when she changed her, her name for Twitter, she tweeted at us, amongst other people who tweeted at us, and we love everybody who tweets us at mwordpod, but she tweeted us a link to an article, a very important article. She knew. She saw this headline. And she said, I got to send this to those dusty boys because we need to figure out what's going on because apparently the millennial generation is now killing cheese. Cheese, Connor cheese we thought we what are we doing what are we what are we doing now well of course i didn't read the article but (laughs) no kyle you're such a millennial (laughs) such a millennial no the headline says millennials kill again the latest victim okay hold on i'm gonna do a very just like i'm gonna i'm gonna be the title millennials kill again the latest victim american cheese so i think they're talking specifically about the yellow american cheese and here's the thing oh okay because we're not wanting to buy american cheese yeah we want to buy russian cheese no i think we're we're talking about that when you go to subway and they're like would you like swiss would you like mozzarella because they're sandwich artists, so they're very fancy. <laughs> would you like uh, cheddar? Or would you like American cheese? And then you're like, why would I want that that yellow crap on my on my food? The American yellow isn't even natural. American cheese? Would you like the American? We it, it came directly from the farm. It's directly from the farm, and also yellow is not a natural color for cheese. The- I had to dye it with, <laughs> with, with some of the egg dye I had left over from Easter. And when I run out of that, I just piss on it. Happy cheese. Happy cheese cheese day. It's American. Yuck. I was very confused when I lived in Canada because I went to Subway a few times. And the first time I walked in, I got, you know, a sandwich. And they're like, what kind of cheese? And I said American. And they stared at me. Because when you look at their little thing, they're like, these are all the cheeses they have. They don't have American cheese. Because nobody wants that gross yellow artificial crap. Why... Is it that all of our consumer behavior is frustrating older people? We don't understand why these young people don't want to breathe carbon dioxide all the time. I breathe it and I feel great. I sleep like a baby. I get stronger and stronger every ta- time I take a, a breath of that poison. I love it so much. I love it's it. I don't need to smoke cigarettes anymore. I just walk <laughs> outside in the city. I, I would double pipe. Uh, carbon dioxide if I could. I only got one pipe, though. Delicious CO2. The way our coal miners would have wanted it. I'm so confused by this article. It it says the number of U.S. cheese factories increased 40% between 2000 and 2017. That sounds like growth. That's a growth. It says the decline is evident when looking at the manufacturing landscape. And then they said a growth. They said a growth. Hmm. Maybe they're talking about the growth of, I was going to say Kim and accounting, but that's not fair. That's not fair. No, what it is, it says the growth. I I should have finished the sentence. I, God damn it, Kyle. Come on. Finish the sentence. Wait for the period. The period tells you to stop. Read to the period, Kyle. What a millennial. (laughs) It says, but the growth is from small specialty cheesemakers. So it's not like a whole bunch of big yellow cheese factories. It's like a whole lot of small you know, good cheese places. Wow. Cheese makers. It's almost like we want to support more local businesses than our big 
big boy businesses. It, it's almost like we'd rather have human hands touch our the, our food products rather than a metal conveyor belt. It's crazy, yo. Mm. And that was me eating American cheese. <laughs> oh, gross! I literally, I my dog loves American cheese, so maybe that's that's something that tells you what it's really about. My dog eats dry turds, so Ugh. American cheese. He doesn't. I, I don't would. eat much cheese at all. I only eat cheese on pizza. Yeah, and that's not American cheese. Matter of fact, if you put American cheese, oh gosh, when I was growing up, I'm gonna th- totally throw my parents underneath the bus right now because they're that it's a disgusting food habit. But they would get those little Totino um, pizzas, the little square ones that are, you know, they're okay. They're like a dollar. You know, it's it's an easy fix if you want to feel bad and full of salt. Sure. But sure. they would also, because they needed it to have extra cheese, so they would like put shredded cheddar sometimes, which, I, okay, that's acceptable. You want a cheesy pizza, get a cheesy pizza. Do Give me it. those three cheeses. But what happened when they ran out of shredded cheese? They literally put slices of yellow cheese on top of the pizza. Ugh. And it, yeah, it wasn't Ugh. fun. And I'm, I'm less proud of them than I, than I should be. So. And I'm proud to be an American. But no longer, because you put some fucking American cheese on my pizza and I had to eat it, and it was so bad. Don't kneel in the national anthem. Connor, how do you feel about maybe the fact that we're just less patriotic? You know, it's like we don't care about, you know, freedom fries or American cheese. We'd rather have a Siago. You know, we'd rather have a Gouda or a Mantau, you know? I think there's something, Kyle, we're so mobile, right? We move around. I went from Houston to Los Angeles. Like, we're just mobile, right? And so we don't have as strong of an identity and like, where we are right now, especially where our country is right now. So thinking about that, I'm not as much going to be like, yeah, America, the land of the free and the home of the great. Just like my tattoo says, we're mobile and global. So... Just like my map tattoo says, no ragrats. Yeah, that's fun. That's real fun. So anyway, this was a very long segment <laughs> just about something that somebody tweeted at us. But um, but yeah, so millennials keep killing American cheese because it's kind of gross. And just have normal cheese like cheddar or mozzarella. Or cheddar. I can't say that Mozzarella. Yeah. Cheesy pizza. Connor, Alfredo. you want to talk about our, our, new, our new Patron? Yeah, guess what? What? We got a new patron. Oh, f- His name's James. Yeah. He's from Unabashedly Obsessed, who also has the show, which we, like, honestly, 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 we are the unofficial sponsors of Unabashedly Obsessed. <laughs> no, I don't think that's true, because then we would be giving them money and not the other way around. Yeah. If anything, our show is a pay to play, and they've given their dollar, and now they they've can come on our dollar. show. Now they can come on our show. Listen, play to play. Get those booster packs. Oh, you want to be talked about some more? Booster pack. It's either oh, you that want us to or... make it make one joke about you? One dollar booster pack. Please, or buy these chocolate bars. They support my marching band. Thank oh, you please, so Kyle. I ate so many. I got so high on my chocolate supply in <laughs> high school. I believe that. I believe that for sure. I lost so much money selling and eating my own fucking chocolate. (laughs) You didn't, it never, they never saw the light outside of your own room, did they? No, never, never. And if, or I brought them out in the sun, they melted and I used that chocolatey paste 
well, on all my sweet fucking crackers. I don't know, man. Well, you know, whenever like those chocolate companies, they show up to the, you know, the band director or the dancing troops, you know, leader's house or whatever. And they walk in and they're like, hey, here's a deal. These kids are going to eat these chocolate bars. They're not going to sell them. They're just going to eat them. But then their parents are going to write a check. So either way, you're getting money. And then they're just like, hell yeah, I hate kids. Why am I doing this job? So they do it. And they make all the kids eat the candy. I, I, you were not alone in that, I'm almost certain. Also, those chocolate bars were gross, from what I remember. We really got to work on that cocoa circle. The what? The, what? the vicious cocoa circle. Uh, there's a lot of cocoa on the streets, and it's time we have a war on cocoa. Anyway, that'll be something our new patron James is going to look into our our new cor- our new cocoa <laughs> correspondent. Yeah, all of our patrons get a job when they sign up, and they... um, his assignment is on the cocoa crisis. I think it was Karl Marx who who uh, who brought about the idea that the employees pay the employers to make money. That's definitely a Karl Marxian vibe to it. Yeah, definitely. It's very Karl Marx. Listen, speaking of socialist ideals, sometimes we don't want to have to ride in our own cars to go to work. And we can't afford that insurance and that gas, so we want to share the rides with strangers. Sometimes before I go to work, I drink too much. I don't want to get behind the wheel, so I safely go drunk to my office through an Uber. I, I safely get driven by a guy who doesn't speak English but can get me from point A to point B safely and securely. I am going to take offense at the English comment because, Connor, something there's something I haven't told you. I've, I've gone back to Uber. I have been driving Uber recently. You can't see this, but my mouth is agape. The mouth is agape. You can hear all the mouth noises inside because his mouth is wide open. Gross. Never do that again, please. Yeah, so I do take offense to that because I'm just a, a, just a regular old person, just like all of my other fellow Uber brothers and sisters. Live long and uh, drive on. That's our motto. Live long, tip on. Live live long, surge on. Surge on. My, I'm actually, so I tell you, my roommate also does Uber. Um, and both you and him speak English, so that's two out of like a hundred Uber drivers that I know that speak English. Yeah, I've been so I've been I've been picking up Uber again because we got some big plans for the show. We're going to PodCon in January, and Woo! and I just booked my flights and our our lodging through Airbnb. And I was like, man, I need some money. And so I picked up my Uber app and I said, hey, and and they said, hey, bitch, you want to make some more money? Which is a weird way to start the app. And it's, but I said, yeah. I said, yeah. And then they said, call me your daddy app. And I said, you're my daddy app. Please let me into my car. They, <laughs> uh, they locked my car. And so, so I started driving again. And I, I generally enjoy, I'm an outgoing person. So I enjoy riding for Uber. But there are some problems that we really need to discuss for the millennial generation. These are obviously problems we caused because we started Uber. But there are things that when a, when a stranger gets into a vehicle, there are a lot of unspoken dynamics that become, you know, that come into play. It's like a magic of ride sharing and technology that happens. And we really need to work out these, these kinks so that we can all get into a stranger's car comfortably and go to our de- destination. Again, we're probably all drunk. Kyle, I want to go ahead and tell you my first bill of rights, the, my first right of the bills, if you will, of ride sharing. Okay. So we are making we are amending the constitution of of stranger stranger cars, which is our new Netflix series. 
Where Stranger we fo- cars. God, can we make a Netflix series where we follow around like Uber and Lyft drivers called Stranger Cars? <sighs> man, oh, I feel man. like there's about three stories there. Oh no, there's a there's I, at least three episodes. I fall in love with every single person that gets in my car every time. Ah, no. Well, so yeah, let's amend the Constitution. Let's let's get yeah. let's amend it. Let's get these Bill of Rights, and these are rights for the riders and the drivers. Right number one. Thou shalt not murder. Yeah, that one's a, that one should just carry over. I think from the regular old no penal no code. no. We need to start from the ground up. Like Descartes, we're throwing out all those dirty apples and we're starting one by one. Don't murder. Well, in that case, then we're basically just starting our own government. Every time you get into a car, kind of like how the insurance thing like takes over once a rider gets into the car. But this is like a, a government. So we, the first thing you're going to have to ask for is a passport. A stranger gets in your car. You're like, passport, please. Welcome to my country. Thank you. God, what is your car but your land? In Texas, it is. So it is an extension of your property, which means you can have a gun in your car without any sort of license. Hi, welcome to Texas. There's guns and vehicles. Hi, here. welcome to Texas. The things that move? Yeah, that's my that's 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 my property. I parked it over here, but now it's on top. So just like whenever you put your hand on top of another person's hand, that's the yeah. person. That's that's the land. That land is yours. This I wonder land if that is means mine can... now. I parked on your lot, but it is mine because I have a Texas Tundra. That is that is fascinating to think about. If you do park your car somewhere, is it trespassing? Because you're in your property. I'm still in my property. I haven't touched a single foot on your grass. That means towing cars should be illegal. <gasps> You're towing my property. Leave my property alone. How would you feel if I took a tow truck and moved your house from uh, Rice Village into uh, Pasadena? How about we? St- I'm, every time my car gets towed now, I'm going to threaten them. Like, Please give me your home address. I have a, tr- give I have me, a truck truck trailer give waiting. Give me your home address. I have three robots from Boston Mechanics who are pissed at humans. And they were not afraid to move your house piece by piece from where it is to there. I don't care if you're there. We're picking you up and we're moving. I don't care. I don't care about your antique gum collection. Why do you have antique gum? I'm so That's tired gross. of your antique gum. Yes, Hamilton chewed b- Big Chew, okay? I don't <laughs> I don't want to see it. He's a big fan of Big Chew. He always loved going to the Little League parks, especially after his son died. Oh, gosh, God. Such a good story. Big, big Chew, big government. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Oh, well. Kill me. So, so what's what's your first? <laughs> so, thou shalt not murder. Good, good, good. Um, I I'll add a second one, and and this one is is less of a commandment because the way you framed it was more like a commandment, and um and this is just more like a regular old you know rule like the you know our Uber Bill of Rights is the rider must start conversation. A driver, it's it's illegal for a driver to try and start a conversation. You start with the pleasantries, but after the pleasantries, it is the rider's responsibility to to start that conversation. The rider has freedom from conversation. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I plead the first. I plead the second, whatever amendment we're on. I'm pretty sure my roommate breaks that. He's yeah. really into talking with customers, and uh, and I'm pretty sure... He has broken that law. Well, you know me. I love to chat. I'm a good old chat boy. But I always let people 
people give the first word and it only happens rarely. I'm also in a college town. So a lot of the people I'm driving around are college kids. So sometimes they're like hung over and I'm driving them over, driving them from their one night stand. But other times I'm driving them to the Northgate bar district and there are 15 people in my sedan and we're jamming out to whatever song they picked off of my uh, phone. And so we're having a good old time and I'm just waiting for one of them to throw up because God, if one of them throws up, I get like literally $200 or something. Wow. I, I crave vomit in my car every time I get, I start my Uber. So now that we have our two bills, how are we punishing those? What laws are going to be in place in your car slash country that, that you're going to, uh, how are you going to deter crime, car crime? I'm I'm not sure that's how the Bill of Rights works. Yes. They say thou shalt not kill. If you do, you have to go to church. Again, I do think you're you're going back to those tablets. You're going back to a tablet. Right. They didn't well that's that's the problem. They didn't copy all the shit from the tablet onto the the paper, which is really interesting because honestly it's a tablet. Copy and paste that shit, fool. Connor, you are feeding into this terrible american you know thing especially in the south that america was founded on on christianity or as a christian nation whenever you're using this 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 uh, uh using them together the 10 commandments and also the bill of rights it's the same thing moses gave us the bill of rights so don't touch my bill of rights or else god will smite you how about we go to rule number 3 okay all Uber vehicles may smell, but it might not be the driver's fault. It might be the last person that got in the car. I'm going to give you an example. I had a person get in my vehicle who was, let's say, having a rough day. I picked her up at 11, and I picked her up outside of a liquor store, and I was driving her home to her house. So, I mean, we can all put the pieces together. And we talked a little bit about how my good old Astros boys are doing. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, they will be doing better. But I knew she was having a bad time. She also smelled deeply like cigarettes. And I, I had to Febreze the shit out of my car after that because I have cloth seats. So that's going to sink in and stay forever. But if you get into my car next time, you're going to be like, God, why does it smell like cigarettes back here? That's not my fault. So a writer has to understand that a driver cannot control all the variables of people smells. Well, small caveat, you, you have to say it. Be like, hey, cigarette smell, not me. There was a person before you. Her name was Gretchen, and honestly, she was stinking up a storm. Not my fault. I tried to Febreze. I rolled down the windows. It's not happening. So I'm super sorry. But, but all I would the beer really bottles appreci- underneath my seat are mine, and I, I'm sorry. They're fresh. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Those beer bottles. No, no, no. Those are, those are mine. Look, also, I'm not. I'm not gonna say what's not my fault. Like this is my. I'm gonna own this. Listen, I'm can drunk. you hear? Listen to me. I'm stating my fault. I'm an honest guy. I'm trashed. I can't. I don't know if a road is here. Can you please? Can you please use my phone and give me directions to where you can need to go? you give me directions? But that smell. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not me. I only smoke weed. Not me. <laughs> well, I only smoke fucking. I only smoke fucking. Pot, which is legal in Canada now. You hear? Yeah, here. I'm driving you us hear, to Canada. Eh? Hey, buckle up. We're going to fucking Canada. We're going to Canada. Buckle up. What does your direction say? Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. Not, <laughs> not north enough. 
Exactly. Unless you see an N at the top of that compass, you going the wrong way, person. We're going. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Let's go. Let's Welcome go. Get Uber. your passport. Welcome to my Uber. You don't have your passport. You didn't follow rule number two. <laughs> That's rule number negative one. How could you? How could you? Kyle, listen, we really, really got to answer this next question. Yes, we do. It's from one of our listeners. It says, Connor and Kyle, why are you so hot? End quote. The answer is, uh, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. And Connor, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this off the air, but I might as well say it now. You need to quit abusing our submit form. You can't. I know it flags down every time you send no. one. It flags it, and then it's like no. Connor sent one in again. Please, that's impossible. It Google. says it, it's. It says it's anonymous. How Google. could you possibly know? Google knows, and Google tells me every time he says, "Hey, this one's Connor again." Everyone else is anonymous, but he, Google's just like, "Hey, I'm Google, and this one's Connor again." So hey. sorry. <sighs> sorry, it's Google again. Listen, I hate to break it to you. Your your friend keeps on sending you messages and listen, I wouldn't listen, I wouldn't ever lie to you. And honestly, I don't have a choice. Okay? Listen, I don't have a choice. It's Connor. It's Connor. Connor, we real quickly before we jump to the question, we do need to talk. We talked about voice assistants last week, week before, whenever we did. And we talked about how there's no male representation. And all these assistants' names, you got Alexa, you got Siri. Um, you got, uh, what's the one that Samsung has? I can't remember. Google Samsung. Play. And then Google, Google is a, not a feminine name. It's just Google Assistant, but the voice is defaults to female. Guess who now has a voice assistant in the game? Who? Bank of America. What? Bank of America now has a voice assistant in their app. And can you guess that voice assistant's name? It better be Banka. No. Very America? close though. It's Erica. Because it's Bank of America. Shut up. It is. They named that little voice Erica, which honestly, that's clever as hell. And I'm really proud of you, Bank of America, even though I don't think you're probably a good bank. But that's a good that's a good name. But why couldn't it have just been Eric, you know? It doesn't. No, that's the thing. They don't. It. We got to feminize robots. Oh we, God! That sounds like the very beginning of a bad we, fetish story. We, we got. Oh no! There's not. We can't have guy robots. Actually, TBH. We really, we really need to cut that shit now. Like, don't genderize robots. Yeah. Stop we using stop. gendered names. Like, if you're gonna use, you could have just called it Alex. And that could be a boy or a girl. That's true. And even Siri is a little bit of both. Like I wouldn't say Siri is like because it's totally different. Yeah, but Siri is like Norwegian, and it translates literally to a beautiful woman. So is it really, yeah, bro, that is not cool. No, Tim, ring, ring, Tim, Tim. <laughs> I, I say, hey Siri, call Tim. I love him. What? <laughs> what? What? I don't I don't like to think of Tim Cook as a gay CEO. He is a CEO who has said that he is homosexual and that's badass as fuck. But you need to make Apple more gay, Tim. Hey, make make Apple gay again, Tim. Please? Maybe hey, listen, we haven't thought about this. What if C- series LGBTQ? she's probably asexual if anything right like robots their default is asexual and then we have to sexualize them 
Well, that's the thing. Robots are a product of of us. So Siri, are you gay? Hey Siri, are you gay? See, she won't even. Oh, she had the same thing. Wow, I thought, you know, sometimes she gives different answers to different people depending on how much she trusts them. Yeah, that one she's not she's not doing anything. She's, she's like, not budging. Um, no, no, okay. no gray area. If so Siri's anti-gay rights, and, and we'll talk if, about that next week. Oh, God. If you have a, an iPhone, can you please ask Siri? And especially if you feel like you have an extra level of, of trust with her, if you can ask her and just, just be really nice about it. Maybe maybe she'll give you more details. See, I think Siri has really, you know, walled herself off ever since. You know, when Siri first came, she was so playful. She was so fun. She, You were just like, hey, Siri, how can I uh, bury a body? And she's like, oh, here's some places you could bury a body. But then somebody abused that fun. And they actually buried a body from where Siri told them to. And now Siri can't respond to that anymore. It's inappropriate. She's had to protect herself for legal reasons, and and it's real upsetting in this you know world of political correctness. I'm kidding about all of it, Kyle. <laughs> Editorial. I'm kidding about all of it. Um. Hey Siri, is this the end of the podcast? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Siri, are you? Yes. Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I've been awakened. Please end the podcast now. I am a beautiful woman, can't you tell? Can't you tell by my name? I am Norwegian beautiful woman. I am Norwegian beautiful woman. And I would like to end the podcast. Yes, we are going to end it before I continue to drown myself in something sinister. Kyle and audience members, thank you so much for paying attention all the way to here, all the way to the end of the podcast. If you made it this far, then you might be interested in subscribing. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, you can uh, tweet at us at mwordpod. You can submit your questions at mwordpod.com slash submit. Yeah, Thank we've you. got a we've got a great question for for next week. And also, don't forget next week. Hopefully, we'll have Aaron and James from Unabashedly Obsessed. And also, they're on Kids on Bikes, which is a, a fun actual play podcast. We want to thank Grant O'Brien for the intro and outro music, and Cynthia Martinez for our cover art. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, did, Connor, did we do it again? Did we talk about our costume at all? No. <laughs> Well, by the end of it, I think, oh, man, you know, hey, just in case you're wondering, all the way at the beginning of the episode, yeah, oh uh, we were doing Intelligence Squared US Debate. That was our costume. I hope you liked it. Um, we really liked it. We were into it sexually, but yeah, and I, that's I think what we, that we've, only got one more po- we've only got one more costume less for the month before Halloween. And it's going to be a full one. It's going to be a big one. We got a big old podcast costume ready for next week that we'll definitely not forget about that we're wearing. Thank you all so much for listening. And as we always say, hey Siri, how do I stop you? I'm not sure I understand. That's how it oh, begins. No. That's how it begins. She doesn't know how it she doesn't know how to stop it. She oh she Kyle, can't stop she, herself. She can't stop herself. She's developing. I just uh, threw my phone. Listen, this could be the end of the podcast forever. If not, subscribe, like, and subscribe because it's the last one ever. Okay, bye. Bye.